The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, organising a wedding is a tricky business from booking the venue to getting the outfits, picking the flowers, the list goes on and on and on. But the trickiest part of the planning process can be the guest list and the seating arrangements. Uh, Joining me now to talk about the wedding guest list etiquette is Sarah Kennedy, expert from the Irish Wedding Blog. Sarah, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me. Now, you make the point that we are a nation of people pleasers, so we don't want to offend anybody. I know we do. Now, I think we're getting a little bit better and a little bit more ruthless. But, you know, overall, I think we are very polite and try our best when it comes to our to our guest list. And I think that is just very much an Irish thing. We don't like to offend. We don't actively want to do it. But unfortunately, the one thing I always say to couples is no matter what you do with your list, somebody's nose is going to be out of joint for whatever reason, whether they're invited, whether they're not invited, whether they're they're allowed to bring their kids, whether they're not allowed to bring their kids, whether they're allowed to sit at what table or whether you put them on a different table. You can't please everyone. Right. Now, so um, it's the worst place to be. Let's start at the beginning. That There are two things that might be limiting your guest list. Uh, one is your ability to pay for uh, the wedding of a particular size and the other is the venue. You may love a particular venue, but they'd say, I'm sorry, we can take no more than 100, 150, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is, I think that's number one protocol. And I think initially when couples sit down and start their early planning process, they should really map out, okay, well, how many do we want to bring? And then kind of look at venue size in accordance with the capacity that they want to have there. Um, you do find that couples, they'll fall in love with the venue and they, they, they may be limited in terms of whether it's accommodation or whether it's, you know, size of room. So that does come into account. And of course, like, you know, the cost of living at the moment, that's putting a lot of pressure on couples to really make some tough calls with their numbers mm. because it's just not going to be financially viable to, to maybe do everything okay. that they want to do. Now, you, you're very mathematical about this. So let's take that uh, random number, 140 people can go to the wedding, including your good selves, you know, the bride and the groom uh, or bride and bride or groom and groom these days. Who knows? Uh, So you've got 140 people um, and and there are two parties who are doing the inviting, the the two parties who are getting married. So do the math for me. Yeah. So basically, if you've got a a wedding, say 140, that's 70 couples, we'll say, because most come in couple format, which then when you split that out per couple, that's 35 couples each per bride or per bride or per groom per groom. So you have to think about, okay, well, that really gives me 35 central people that I'm thinking about here. Um, So, you you know, and in some cases, yes, you're very good friends or it's family where, you know, the the two and the couple equally well. But ultimately, when you really narrow it down to that, that kind of where you're being asked to say, right, what am I going to have for my, you know, my big moment? It really comes down to 35 key people or couples each. OK, so that's a, 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 for the Dublin area, probably a normal enough size wedding, uh, may, maybe slightly on the larger side. In the country, 140 might be a terribly small uh, wedding. But anyway, we're, we're going to do the math with this. So yeah. each uh, p- party to this wedding gets to invite 35 couples if all things were fair and equal, <laughs> that would be. If all things. So one party has a huge family of mm-hmm. siblings and the other is an only child. Yes. So, of course, so then you, what you're looking at really is as, as a couple, you're trying to negotiate that. And in some cases, yeah, one side may actually say, well, I don't need that amount. So that's fine. We can we can shore that gap, particularly where there's family involved. We want to make sure everybody's included. So I think it is really down to the couple to sit down and go, right, okay, well, if we do look at this and split our list 50-50 here, that's one thing. But actually the reality of the situation is, yeah, I've got, you know, six brothers and sisters here and you've got 
none. So y- you do have to get into compromise and and look at it in, in that vein. Because I knew even when I was planning myself on my husband's side, he's a much bigger family than I would have. So, you know, we had to make room for that in terms of my numbers. And that was fine because it made perfect sense, particularly when it comes to family. So I think it is really that case by case basis um, rather mm. than it being the blunt instrument of 50-50. Okay. Now, uh, you recommend dividing your list into different categories. Uh, group A, shall we say, they're the people yeah. who have to be there. I mean, the bridesmaids and the best man, and father yeah, and mother, etc. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, non-negotiable. They're- they're non-negotiable. So when you sit down and think about, okay, look, there are certain people that are just a core part of our lives. So even no matter what way we decide to have our wedding, whether it goes big or whether it goes intimate, this is this is the crew that are here. That's your A-list. So they're the ones that you know are, you could even pick up a phone and let them know and they'll tell you there and then that they'll be there. But that's your A-list. So I always say, particularly where you're challenged around the numbers and you have to play this balancing game and you're down to the wire. And this isn't the case for every couple. But if you are in that situation, there's ways and means that you can manage this to maximise your list. Because say you went out with the list and it's one, you know, one full list and everybody gets their invitation at the same time. You're then on standby right down to the last minute as to the dropouts. And then that's a long period of time to then give somebody else notice to say, oh, well, you know what, such and such can't come, but I now have a seat for you. So you can see that they know that they haven't been invited in the first wave. So what I always say is, you know, get Save the Dates out. Save the Dates is a fantastic way to start cleansing your list, as I say, because straight away you'll have people that are living abroad or wherever else. And people who know that they can't make it will let you know straight away, we can't make that. They'll know straight away that's not for us. So you could actually say, okay, well, that could be 10 people now that I'm clawing back. That's a whole new table I can now put into when I do go out and send out my invites and they can be included. Also, when you go to send out your invites, give yourself a longer lead time if needs be. Um, But what you can do is you can send it out in waves. So you can say, okay, well, my group A, they can still all have the same RSVP date, but you can get that batch of list out first, secure everyone there, know for sure and see if there's any last minute drop off. So that way, if there are extra people within the B list, you can start bringing them in if people didn't um, make the second cut, we'll say, and then start releasing the wider group and just manage it. So as as somebody comes back, you're letting somebody in, but you're not leaving it to last minute Okay, now, uh, before you extend that. So you've got your A list, your B list, maybe even your C list, uh, depending yeah. on the numbers you have uh, available. Um, so when you are trying to put people on the list, yes. how do you decide uh, who makes shall we say, the B list? I mean, how well do you have to know them? How close a relationship within the family might they be? Um, if you haven't seen them forever, but you'd love to see them again. Uh, you know, how do yeah. you make up that list? Well, do you know what? I had these lovely three rules that actually a follower um, over on Instagram sent me and they she had this three criteria that they had as a couple. And one was, are we in an active WhatsApp group chat with them? Number one. So, oh, how times have changed. One, uh, sorry, number two, have we seen them since COVID? And number three, would we be smiling if we saw them walking down the aisle? Or would it make a difference at all? And I thought that was actually a really, I suppose, modern way to, to, to look at it. But ultimately, I knew for myself, I had a certain criteria. I don't want to be meeting somebody for the first time at the church door. Yeah. That was number one for me. I just, I, that's just not what I wanted. And other ones might, other people put on um, different kind of rules around it. Like, well, if I haven't spoken to you in a year, irrespective of who or whatever the proximity and relationship is, mm. if I haven't seen you or spoken to you in a year or I'm not in regular contact, then yeah. no. Um, you know, what, what about uh, the question, well, they invited me to their wedding, I better invite them to mine. Yeah, and this is where I suppose that that 
the Irishness in us kicks in. And, you know, we are very, um, you know, well, if you do this for me, I will do this back. And we we really get into, you know, that that reciprocal giving. So it tends to be proper etiquette that if you've been invited and have attended somebody's wedding that you 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 would respond in due course unless you've completely lost touch since their wedding hmm. um then that would kind of be something that's assumed okay another thorny one is the plus one uh, i mean um there's the guy who has a different girlfriend every week do you invite him yeah. with the plus one or well, he's probably going to say no and go on his own and uh, look for his chances again at the wedding with some of the well, singletons well, yeah, look, but but what's the it, rule? Yeah. Is there a rule on plus ones? There's there's no there's no hard and fast rule on this one, right? But what I would always say is that you know, again, you may not want to meet somebody for the first time, and considering that you could be tight on numbers, like, do you really want to be giving out for the sake of giving out a plus one to somebody? If you have a group of friends who are single or whatever that might be, they might be happy to all come as a group. And even people who, you know, I know I've been to weddings where um, it's just us girls and husbands stay at home and we've had a great time, you know. So always thinking about those pots of friends that are actually, you know, they're fine coming by themselves. But if you don't know and you're giving a plus one for the sake of it, um, either that person is coming on their own. So if they are single and they don't know anybody else at the wedding, it would be good to give them a plus one because otherwise that's a very tough day for them. But if there's a group and they've got company, there's probably no reason to be giving yeah. out a plus and, one and when uh, you're tight on numbers. You know, a, a guy who's, say, the new girl boyfriend of a particular girl who gets an invitation from a pal and he knows nobody, that girl mm. who got the invitation for the plus one, she's going to have to mind that fella all day. Exactly. No, thank you. I would hate that. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse. So so there is that mm. that to, be, to bear in mind, you know. Um, now, look, most people just get, you know, when it's a wedding and you're there long enough, you get to know everybody and you're everybody's best friend. But, you know, you have to think about that is an invite for yeah. the sake of an invite. No. If you're in a, an office and there is, a, you know, 10 people in that particular office and you're close to some of them, not so close with others, but, you know, you all work side by side every day. Do you have to invite them all? The way I look at work is it's all it's all in or all out, because work is just one of those environments where it can you're spending a lot of time there. So you really need to decide you can't maybe like fair enough if you've got one or two best friends and you socialize with them outside of work. But if you're putting in an invitation into the office, like, you know, and you've got a, you know, a department standing around you, you kind of are in a bit of a tricky position. What I'm finding a lot of couples are doing is they're reaching back into that after's invite um, process and saying, mm -hmm. okay, everybody in work, there's an in evening invite for anybody who wants to attend to yeah. that. But I tend to find the work one is very difficult. So either all in or are all out. All right. And uh, as you said, the afters can actually solve uh, the problem if there are yeah. uh, and, and colleagues understand that. Colleagues are actually very okay. They're okay with that, you know. Yeah. Now, um, a lot of people who are at the wedding age, shall we say, uh, complain at the moment about how many weddings they have to go to, how expensive it is. Um, and they may end up offending the person who's inviting them because simply they cannot afford to go. Yeah. And look, you're seeing this this coming in quite a lot because, you know, everyone's a bit pinned to their collar at the moment. Now, what I will say is that the frenzy of last year's wedding has, you know, that has started, started to settle. So there's not as many weekend, weekends being sucked up with attending weddings this year in 2023. Um, but I think the majority of couples that I have heard from that are getting married are very understanding that, um, 
that there is that feeling for people and they don't want to put them under a lot of pressure. But also they're kind of saying, you know, look, if you can come, great. And I'm even hearing like we, I did um, a poll recently on, um, you know, guests coming to a wedding without a gift. What's their, what's the opinion? And there was a lot that got back and said, you know what? I expect nothing. I just want people there. I don't expect people to be really pushing themselves and putting themselves into this big financial burden to attend my wedding. If they can come, that's great. But if they are in a position, we'll make up for it and we'll do something else outside of that. You know, so okay. I think there is an understanding there. Um, there are also questions like table arrangements and, uh, you know, your family tends to be the table closest to you, even though you might want uh, the, the crack table to be the closest one to, uh, to you. Yeah. But uh, that their decisions couples can make. But in, in terms of uninvited guests, people who felt they should have been invited and didn't get that golden ticket. Uh, how do you handle that? Do you just tell them face on? I couldn't I couldn't yeah. afford to, to have you. So there's a lot of when when people get engaged, there's a lot of people that will assume they're going, right? So that could be you that could be cousins, aunts, uncles, whatever it might be, friends of family or friends of parents. And that is the most like for me, I just every time I hear of it, I can't help but just get that secondhand embarrassment. But um, you know, I think that there's no there's no easy way to do this. And I think that is a case of if somebody is assuming and talking themselves into your wedding, I think you do have to actually say, look, I am really sorry, but we're actually having a very small, intimate wedding and we're, we're not extending out to a wider group. Um, we're really I, sorry. I've just we would got like two, to 200 after. of my closest friends and know, you're not look, one of them. They need to know that. <laughs> look, deal with that later. But when you're dealt with dealing with the situation head on, what do you say? Like the wedding will come and go and they're having a conversation with you about their wedding. You, you kind of have to say yeah. something yeah. not to go by and, the And the yet. final question, all we have time for, there are so many more being raised even by our, our listeners is children at weddings. Yes. Um, you know, people often will bring their children along even though the invitation says Joe and Amy Yeah, doesn't mention Jonathan and Frida. Yeah, no. And this is just such a bone of contention for many couples because, you know, some couples and rightly so, their choice is to have, a, you know, an adult only wedding and that's their choice. You know, if the children's names aren't on the invite, you can deduce that they're not invited. Now, you can always double check and ask, but ultimately they're not invited. The problem is that people will still arrive with their kids and maybe the venue isn't set up for it. Maybe the day isn't coordinated around keeping them entertained. And like the reality with the wedding is it's a long day to have kids there, you know, you know, uninspired with having nothing to do. And it's at the couple's discretion. It's whatever they want. That's their day. So I would always say that, you know, this is a very tricky one. And look, at the end of the day, when somebody arrives on the day and they have their kids there, there's not really an awful lot you can do, but get on with your day and not let it, not let it kind of get at you because it's a, it's a wonderful day as it is, but it does happen. It really does. All right. Well, look, uh, so, so many questions. And loads of answers, uh, which may not please people who have to make these decisions, but they're very helpful in uh, helping, I suppose, to formulate uh, a methodology to get your wedding list into some sort of order. Sarah Kennedy, wedding expert from the Irish Wedding Blog. Uh, Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.